30th of August 2017. A new day has dawned and this morning is quite autumnal with a watery sun in the sky, which is quite surprising since a few days ago we had the hottest bank holiday since 1961. It was hotter on Monday than in Marbella in southern Spain. There was a time when to get a holiday which guarantees hot weather, it would be necessary to go to southern Spain, North Africa or the West Indies. But these days the world's weather is totally unpredictable and not at all like the seasonal weather that I remember from my childhood and also from my grandmother's time. Very few, day, very few days passed for me that I don't think of you and the life that you are living now. I often wonder what your weather is like and whether our behaviour in our time has caused worse chaotic weather systems for you and your children in your time. No one is sure what is causing our unusual and often disruptive weather, but many people are suspicious that it may be our behaviour and lack of proper stewardship that is causing the weather changes. The floods and out-of-season weather is not unusual now and for some years it has been possible to have pre-Christmas lunch drinks out on the terrace in the winter sunshine. Some scientists believe without doubt that the weather conditions are caused by global warming, which is caused by human behaviour and especially by us in our time. The lack of care for our planet. When we think the term planet... The problem appears too big for us, the ordinary families of the world, and yet we all thought smaller starting with the behaviour in our homes and our streets, our towns and cities, our counties and so on and so forth, we could easily tackle the problem. After all, an old adage, but a good one, great oaks from little acorns grow. There is some pretty convincing evidence stacked up against us. But on the other hand, there is also a lot of fossil evidence that suggests that the world, our planet, has had cyclical weather changes throughout its history. Our planet has climate systems, temperature control, our fresh water cycle, soil stability, all of these could cause our planet to suddenly flip into a different sort of world. It would be too uncomfortable for many species to survive, maybe even us. There could be massive species extinction all over the planet, including the ocean, where we are already pushing the acidification boundary too far. Some of our most beautiful coral reefs are beginning to break down, and many fish species are disappearing. Scientists believe that the effects of climate changes are causing wildfires, just as we are beginning to see on a regular basis in Australia and the south of France. How long before these areas are reduced to desert, unable to sustain life anymore? Is this how it is in your time, my dear great-great-grandchildren? We now have flooding on a scale that I have never seen before in my lifetime. Winds and hurricanes of a terrifying speed, wreaking untold damage. They have now come to be expected in areas of the world that have never seen such severe storms before. Droughts and famine are a regular appearance on the African continent, with calls for donations and aid seemingly every other week. The scientists tell us that the burning of fossil fuels and deforestation are among the many causes of global warming. 
agriculture and modern farming methods used in modern farming play a huge part, in some cases causing habitat destruction. Farmers and large modern machinery need larger fields, produce more and more food, and hedgerows are taken down at an alarming rate. There is huge habitat destruction by the cutting down of wild places. 400 million birds have been lost in the last 40 years. In the 70s, in America, in order to grow more crops, the farmers took down the hedges to make larger fields. The result was soil erosion and the Arizona dust bowls. If every family who has a small garden took the responsibility of growing some of their own food and those not so fortunate to have garden took advantage of their statutory right to apply for an allotment. The citizens are of right to grow. This would take some of the burden of the enormous quantity of produce that is imported every year into this country. We as a family have two allotment plots. We work them as a family and depend very little on supermarkets for fresh vegetables. It takes surprisingly little time and it is a very enjoyable family afternoon out. Lots of fun and in the heat of the summer there is often the reward of an ice cream. David made a fridge that we could use at the allotment. He bought a large earthenware pot and a smaller one to fit inside, leaving a two-inch gap around the sides which he filled with gravel. As long as the whole thing is kept damp, it keeps drinks and ice cream beautifully cool all of the afternoon and beyond. We also keep sandwiches and any other things that would require to be colder than the outside temperature. He made it with the children as a science experiment. I think in the winter he should cook a lentil casserole in a hay box cooker. Delicious to eat with homemade crusty bread on winter's garden clearing up day. If people only knew the joy of growing and how wonderful it is to get the children involved in knowing where their food comes from, there would be some of the burden lifted off. The farmers who have to use practices that are not good for the planet in order to meet consumer needs. As for the birds in the book, The Silent Spring by Rachel Carson, which came out in the 70s, she talks of no longer hearing birdsong and the demise of birds. Nick is at this moment caring for one little bird and she has been mashing up the food that has been recommended for fledglings and is feeding it regularly with a syringe. Last night she put a warm bottle near it as the temperature dropped quite a lot. It may or may not survive, but the important thing is she knows that every creature matters. In the Bible, Jesus says that God knows and cares about every bird that falls from the sky. Let me tell you about Nikki. She came to us about 14 years ago after her divorce. She was looking for somewhere to rent and we have a little cottage or garden room as we call it in the garden not far from the back door. I always remember the dark winter's night that she came to see it. She later told us that she thought that the house looked a bit spooky at first. There was no way that I would have guessed that was how she felt. She put on a very bright and happy facade However, as soon as she went in and looked round, she said, I'll have it. She didn't want it straight away, not for a month in fact, but she put down her deposit and the first month's rent and was greatly relieved when she was reassured that her two cats, Litlin and Jack Cat, could come too. 
In fact, she had found a spiritual home, as we all at the rise share a deep love for our fellow creatures, and indeed Nicky does. Off and on over the years, Nick had either worked part-time or taken sabbatical leaves. When she first came, she was a dental nurse in a local dental surgery, which is amazing since Nicky is petrified of dentists. On one occasion some years back, she had a tooth that was needing to come out. After days of extreme pain and unable to eat properly and refusing to go to the dentist, she begged me to pull it out. It was half in and half out anyway. I finally couldn't bear to see her suffering any longer and found David's toolbox and a pair of pliers. After rigorous sterilising in their boiling pan of water and allowing them to cool long enough to handle properly, I extracted the offending tooth. She was so brave and some may say mad, however the tooth was out and there was almost immediate relief. After plenty of salt water rinses, she was able to eat again. David arrived just after the act and was in complete disbelief that she had allowed me to do it. After that episode, there has never been any question of her leaving. It was like some crazy initiation ceremony.